time goes by and I start to forget I remember that night like my last cigarette Perfecting the art of an Irish goodbye Leaving the party with tears in your eyes Tell me what you want I'll tell you what I like We don't have to talk We don't have to fight I want you To hold me and never let go You'll be surprised how far I'll go To prove We could be, we could be just like them Just like them, just like them Rumors have spread of a fatal French kiss. Cracks start to show what once, once, on what once seemed like this. Is there anyone for me, history company? I won't make a sound till you tell me to speak. Tell me what you want. I'll tell you what I like. We don't have to talk, we don't have to fight. I want you to hold me and never let go. You'll be surprised how far I'll go to prove we could be, we could be just like them, just like them, just like them. Ah, today is very much a lazy Sunday. Wow. Very exciting. Very, very, very exciting. Ah, I wonder how you all are. I am, well, as always, I'm Sandra. Welcome to my mixtape. I'm tired. (laughs) Costa. And this is my podcast, Capitalism. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> and we've made it this far. And even if I don't have a guest host or our regular co-host, I'm 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 still gonna be at it. <laughs> oh. In fact, like what is it? I was walking down the street, um, coming home from something, and I thought of like a song, you know, how um how the logo of the podcast is basically like a plague doctor mask and all I was thinking was Mr. Plague Man give me a man teach him to be a venture capitalist you can please oh please do your part Mr. Plague Man mend his heart and you know very very on brand so should be good should be very good so today we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff but firstly we will (laughs) my family's home so this is gonna be a riot what is it so firstly we're gonna head into the usual (laughs) what have i missed what have I missed? And this week, 
It was a fun one. Because this week, it was Freddie Mercury's birthday. And I remembered by listening to Under Pressure um, when they sang it with uh, David Bowie. So that was very fun. Very fun indeed. Indeed, indeed. And what else? And also, I just watched a video from Ar- that Aria from BuzzFeed narrated, but it was basically about how uh, Adidas and Puma um, have always been in competition with each other because they were actually founded by two brothers together. And um, then due to a series of circumstances, they came into they be they got into an argument and they broke up and made Adidas and Puma separately. Um, and I think everyone should check it out. So you should, if you feel like it, if you have some free time, um, should be a good time. I'm sorry for being late to the live today because I fell asleep because I was very tired. Uh, yeah. That's what happens when you work a week and you still want to do a podcast and still have to record all the various ones and upload them to Spotify. So that's the kind of week I've been having. Um, apart from that, on a more serious note, the what is it? The concentration camps that are going that are going on in China right now at the moment are probably going to be investigated, but it's kind of frustrating that still nothing's been done about them. So hopefully that gets sorted out. Um, on a much lighter note, I heard that um, basically someone wanted to make uh, infrastructure in this town and the town nearby. And um, what is this? Um, in the town nearby and they wanted to make like apartments and stuff for a 50,000 <laughs> for like 50,000 people from Hong Kong because they're currently like dealing with a lot of tension from China trying to take over um, but why that wouldn't work is first of all they wanted to call Drogheda and Dundalk next Opolis I think and they wanted to basically teach in Cantonese to everyone that was undergoing education here. And like, all, I'm all about immigration and everything, but I'm going to be eating an omelette during this. But, um, mm, considering I live here, not really, um, in favor of them ditching us and moving about 50,000 people here, changing the name of the town and all, you know? Just a bit inconvenient for me. Not about it. (laughs) So, I think I've caught you up on what you've missed. So, I think I'll go into Forgotten Figures. Forgotten Figures. Forgotten, forgotten figures, forgotten. And today I think I might talk about who invented the bra. Yeah, seems on brand. Who invented the bra? Mm-hmm.
The song that I sang in the beginning was actually The Academic and it's called Them. It was by The Academic and they're going on tour and will be near me, will be in Belfast in October. But I don't think I'll be able to go because of obvious reasons. My family's high risk and also like I just started a new job. It's just a bit of a chaotic time. But um, if you can go, buy tickets. <laughs> They're really cool and I really wish I could go to their concerts. But maybe two years from now or a year or something, you know? Uh, also, Dua Lipa would be great as well. Mm. So, history of the bra. Apparently, in ancient civilization of Egyptians, Indians, Greeks, Romans, East Asia, the origins were different. The Egyptians wore like a rectangular piece of cloth which was folded and sewn down the edge to make a tube. This is how Egyptian women would cover their breasts. In India, the custom of the blouse has always been prevalent. The first reference to the bra is dated to the time of I'm going to probably mispronounce this, but I'm going to try Harsh Vardhana, during whose reign sewn bras and blouses were very common. This was worn by young girls as well. In Greece, figurines and wall carvings show women wearing a specialized garment to restrain the breasts of women. They called it the bikini. <laughs> Their clothing had a strong resemblance to the modern fitted laced corsets or corselet. Mm, let's go more. So, this week we're not going full on one hidden figure. I just want to bring awareness to like multiple that we don't even know the names of and all. I don't know, it just felt like more fun. And if you can hear me over the murmurs of my family, I'll be very surprised. <laughs> so, the Middle Ages, the European history says that during the Middle Ages, women used something like a cloth hinder, or no, a cloth binder to cover their breasts, though it has not been popular. Then some people like some women refrained exposing their breasts. These cloth binders were intended to cover the breasts and make them look smaller. Later, women started to wear dresses that had straight bodices and high necklines. These functioned well and provide support to the breasts. If we take a look at the history of extra, though women had in mind to conceal and support so they didn't want to be exposing them. So they switched to the dresses which were tight enough to provide the required support. <laughs> Ooh, now we're going to our favorite, well, my favorite, the Renaissance, the rebirth culture. So, one more bite for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Showing of the asset was back in fashion <laughs> during the Renaissance, though women didn't really expose themselves completely. The time for cleavage had arrived. The new dresses of the Renaissance caused the breasts to squeeze and thus push them upwards. 
exposing the cleavage. This became prevalent because of the mentality of people that firm breasts and plentiful cleavages were associated with rich and beautiful women only. This might sound surprising, but during the Renaissance era, women also refrained themselves from breastfeeding because they believed that breastfeeding would cause their breasts to degrade and thus they would have to compromise with what they had to work with. So, I think breast is best. Um, As they say, formula works too. But it's kind of interesting that they kind of thought in the Renaissance that, no, if if I use them to feed the children, they will be degraded. So, we have to take small sacrifices. Mm. No. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, if you don't like chewing, this is probably not the episode for you. Sorry in advance. I just really missed lunch. Mm. But I will be drinking water, so it's fine. So, during this, during the Victorian era, things were a bit stranger because women, uh, and also complicated because women started wearing corsets that were really tight because of the lacing. It helped their waist look slimmer than usual. And they say here that it damaged women's bodies. Now, as we know, well, as I know from further research outside of this, the corset only damaged women's bodies if uh, they were incorrectly fitted. A lot of people wore corsets for this slimming aspect, but to this day, there's still people who wear them um, just to improve their posture or... uh, for spine, uh, for their spine, for various health reasons as well as for appearance. So it's kind of difficult to just say, oh yeah, they damaged their bodies. Like you do need to do research on on them more. But as I would say, it's kind of like the situation of most clothing that says they're one size fit all is not ideal for everyone for obvious reasons. So I'm just going to read anyway and say what it says, but take everything with a grain of salt, I guess. Uh, Their health started to decline, causing them problems like nausea and dizziness, etc. And the tight lacing and dresses again pushed the breasts up, exposing them uh, and making more cleavage. Hmm. The first modern bra... Ooh, the origin. Uh, The first bra was invented in 1869 by a woman uh, named Hermione Cadol. She designed the bra as a two-piece corset. Now, uh, you could get differing accounts of who uh, was the first inventor. So, for context, I'm reading from Post Oast. (laughs) <laughs> dot com slash the history of the bra of bra slash so if you want to do further research but anyway the upper part was designed with soldier straps 
shoulder straps to provide better support to the breasts. This was much more comfortable than regular corsets. And then in the 20th century, the Time magazine mentions that backless brassiere was invented by Mary Phelps Jacob in 1914. She wanted to create a more comfortable bra, which could be worn for the parties. She did that by using two handkerchiefs and ribbon. In the end, she came up with a lightweight, soft, comfortable bra, which was quite different from the bra invented by Hermione Cadell. The Roaring Twenties. The cups and the bras came to the market because of Ida Rosenthal and her company Maidenform. She and her company is the reason why bras with cups are now a thing. They offer different sized cups even at that time. Her first sports bra. The feminists. (laughs) The sentence is always great when it starts with the feminists. The feminists started to protest against bras because they believed that bras were actually torture devices for women. Thus, in 1977, Lisa Lindahl invented the first sports bra and called her jog bra. The New York Magazine said it was the first bra that was created with movement and athleticism, keeping the women specifically in mind. Love that. The bras of today. Now we have a huge variety of bras in the market and lots of designs to choose from as well. Celebrities like Madonna, Lady Gaga, Beyonce have made a craze of different kinds of bras among the people. There are so many companies in the market who have made it possible to get bras in a lot of sizes. So that's very cool. I love it. Love a good bra. Um... If anyone wants to talk about this further, they can let me know. Um, If anyone wants to sponsor this episode and is an underwear or bra company, I mean, hit us up at capitalismthanksihate at gmail.com. So, oh yeah, because some other people will not sponsor because... Uh, they don't have the funds. So now it's time for Baby Cat Books. Uh, for this week, I'm still reading the The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue by Mackenzie Lee. It's currently very nice. I like the size of the font. I like the storyline. It's very cool. I highly recommend it. Um... But my friends have already sent me recommendations for other books, like uh, the author of The Night Circus. I think I have have to read her first book because my friends haven't discussed it, but they haven't spoiled it. So unfortunately, I'm just going to have to buy it when the funds become available. Hi, Like a Bear. We just got on to Baby Got Books and I am so sorry that I am late. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. And I also said that, what is it, that I um, would be doing every episode on Spotify, and that's true, but since I don't have a guest host this week, it's just easier to do it on live. What is it? So I'm currently still reading The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue by Mackenzie Lee. I like it because they're going on a trip, so it's nice. 
Um, but I am going to read the first book by the author who wrote The Night Circus because my friend Neve and Dara discussed it briefly in a Zoom call and they didn't spoil it and they told me I have to read it. And this is what happens when you have friends who study English and theatre, uh, English sociology and drama. So you just, you just go along with it. You just have to accept it as it comes. So this week... I'm very excited because the big discussion is, dare I say, the cartoons I loved in my childhood. So I'm very excited. This should be really good. Mm, Just really good. Barely any researching went into this topic, but I have so many to talk about. So brace yourselves. (laughs) so I really want to delve into childhood of course I'll touch on some that I had in my teen years and everything but and even current ones but let's start way way back in the very beginning so I always remember in my free time um when I was very little I would watch Popeye as in the sailor man who eats spinach (laughs) Because I really liked it. And it's kind of funny because my dad has a tattoo like he does. Like the anchor on one of his arms. And that's a complete coincidence. Apparently um, the cartoon started on a comic strip. uh, On Thimble Theatre in January 17th, 1929. And then Popeye became the strip title in later years. And I really like it. Uh, He has a girlfriend named Olive, I think. Olive. Olive Will. I'm going to look that up. I think it's Olive. Olive Oil Popeye. Yeah. They really, they really added themselves, didn't they? Uh, She was very cute, I thought. (laughs) She, she came in the 1919 uh, comic strip. Uh, apparently she was the main character for 10 years before Popeye's appearance in 1929. So I love that. That's very cute. Uh, she seemed really happy with him. So that's so nice. So that's the one I can remember the most from my childhood. But then for moving even further, I'd say uh, Bear in the Big Blue House <laughs> was very... <laughs> was very like nostalgic and very much what I would watch every morning probably in play school Mm. obviously I'd watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and all the Disney inspired movies Mm. I think I watched the one that was like Animaniacs I watched those too. Then if we're going to Nickelodeon and other stuff, I watched Fairly Odd Parents, which was really cool, like Timmy Turner, Cosmo and Wanda. I even wanted to dress up with them as them with a friend before. Just really cute. Very fun. A classic is the Powerful Puff Girls. My brother calls me um, Buttercup, as in like, what's up, Buttercup? Uh... So obviously, fond memories of those three little girls wanting to save the world. 
Now, the one that I've never outgrown, and even for memes and everything, it's Spongebob. Because I could get so many memes just on, what is it, Attractive Squidward. I mean, shout out to Hosier for that video that he put on his story. <laughs> um, but also, just like when Squidward was being taught by Spongebob how to blow a bubble, but then I also love the Spongebob movie where he sings, I'm a goofy goober. Wow. <laughs> I just love them so much. Um... When I was a bit older, I would watch The Simpsons all the time, especially, you know, like in between the day when there wasn't much else going on and your parents don't want to watch that much TV, so you can just sneak in and be like, I want to watch The Simpsons. Uh, so I always watch them. I really like the the future episodes. They're really cool, too. Mm. Arthur is like Spongebob, where you still watch the memes and everything. Oh, you know what I loved? Recess. Mm. Recess was more like a Saturday morning cartoon. And also, if you want to mention who you think I am from each of these cartoons, that would be very funny. But I'll probably more discuss it with Hosanna. <laughs> Recess was so good, and I related to um, Gus, I think. I really related to Gus. I watched Cusco, as in, like, you mean the poison? The magic poison? The poison for Cusco? Cusco's poison? That one? <laughs> oh, this is so nostalgic. Scooby-Doo is really good. I still read books that are Scooby-Doo-inspired. Because they're much more fun. I want to dress up as Daphne or Velma at some point. But really, I could dress up like any of them. I think I have the outfits for everything. Today is my shaggy look. Trousers that are red. And a green jumper. <laughs> I never watched Daria. But... I feel like I should now because she's like a cynical girl that goes through teenage life as a proud outsider and that's always fun <laughs> so I might just watch it sometime this year mm. when The Simpsons wasn't on I'd usually watch Futurama because it would be like on Fox or something. And I really liked it. I liked how it was a similar drawing style to The Simpsons. Because it's the same creator. And it was just like fun. It was like a bit different. Mm. I think everyone I know has watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then... I wanted to get a turtle and name it after one of them, but couldn't. And especially since I'm, um, what is it? I like the Renaissance, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
the Flintstones. <laughs> the Flintstones, like, I watched it quite a few times, but it wasn't, like, a staple in the household in comparison to, like, the other ones because I just, I don't know, it wasn't, like, my favourite. Whereas Looney Tunes was more up there, but still not as popular as Spongebob in my house. Um, Naughty's Toyland Adventures was what I associate more with Portugal. Because um, if you don't know, I, I am from Portugal. I am the Portuguese. <laughs> but and if you don't know that, maybe watch earlier episodes of the pod or listen to them on Spotify. Hmm. Myrata, follow us on our Twitter, CT, um, IHI podcast. Follow me on this Instagram. Follow Hosan underscore FN on her Instagram and any other creators that we've collaborated with. <laughs> Love the promo. Wow. Now, in terms of. Mm, 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 Portuguese ones there was a football one that was like Oliver and he was like a footballer in school I think he was a teenager and he competed in like football tournaments really liked him watched quite a bit of Yu-Gi-Oh a bit of oh yeah I'm looping an anime into this just because it's easier but I won't go into anime that much just for this section because in Portugal I feel like I watch more anime um, I watched a bit of Dragon Ball Z, but I remember more playing the PlayStation 2 game of Dragon Ball Z, which is really cool. Um, I didn't really get into Pokemon, but I liked playing it on Nintendo, so that's different. <laughs> and then there was, like, other ones that I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. But that was the main ones that I remember in Portugal. Oh, I really like Recess, I miss it. I think my favourite would probably be Ashley Spinelli because she's kind of gone against the other Ashleys and I just like the friendship she and TJ had. Like, it was just really nice. Mm. In terms of Disney, I would say Phineas and Ferb is my top one. Yeah, because I'll even watch the future episodes. I think I related to Candace quite a lot, but I still have to watch their movie. <laughs> uh nickelodeon there's so many more like dexter's laboratory that was like a morning one for me uh tom and jerry i'll watch to this day my baby niece loves tom and jerry she's currently also really into um the lion guard because i guess it's really good for her age demographic so i love it when i was more in my teen years I got more into like watching compilation videos of Adventure Time occasionally, like of the ships I like and the couples I liked more. Mm. I obviously watched the Disney movies, which were like cartoon styles, as in like Wreck It Ralph. I really love Big Hero 6. Mm. I love all the Studio Jubilee movies, but my favorite would have to be Hell's Moving Castle. And I think it's my favourite film as well. Second only to uh, Ponyo. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. 
my teen years, I've also, like, obviously watched bits of She-Ra. And we all saw the ending coming. Come on, guys. We saw the ending coming. <laughs> I watched... Hmm. I feel like there's going to be so many I miss in this episode. Even though I like them so much. I'm watching Avatar now. I watched Shiro. When I was little, and what reminds me of Portugal as well, is the Winx Club. You know them? Like the fairies? I really love them. They were really cool. I even bought like um, a comic book and read it. Uh, the Famous Five reminds me of my dad because he used to read the books. And I also watched some of the, the what is it, the cartoons. Hmm. I bet you there's going to be one of my friends who's just going to tell me you didn't say this one. And I'm going to be very upset and disappointed in myself. Hmm. I didn't really get into Dora at all. It wasn't for me. <laughs> There's Tangled the series? Okay, Disney. Hmm. Should have watched that. <laughs> What's the one? The oc Octo. You know the animals, they're like the octo-animals, but they're not that, the octonauts? I watched them, but like, not much. Yeah, the octonauts. <laughs> they're like, uh, ast obviously, you might know it. Astronaut, um, uh, undersea, uh, undersea, sea animals. So, the description goes like this. From their octopod home base, a team of undersea explorers is always ready to dive into action to explore new underwater worlds, rescue amazing sea creatures, and protect the ocean. The group is led by Captain Barnacles the Bear and also includes Quazili the Kitten, Peso the Penguin, Dr. Shellington the Sea Otter, Dashi the Dog, Tweak the Bunny, Professor Professor Inkling the Octopus, and Turnip the Vegemal, part Vegetable, Part Animal. The animated series geared towards preschoolers is based on a book series by the same name. I did watch it in preschool, so this is about... Oh. <laughs> I did watch a few on BBC as well. Like, um... Nope. Not gonna remember. But I think that's enough. From what you can see, I had a wide variety... I also liked um, The Land Before Time, The Rugrats, um, The Bratz movies. I watched He-Man, didn't I? Yeah, I did watch He-Man. Uh, Kim Possible. Kim, if you, if you want to retreat. Da, 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 da. And you need me, baby. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come I mean, that just predicted how we deal with phones. <laughs> Welcome to my TED Talk. Um, because if your phone beeps, do you ignore it most of the time? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. 
I also watched some of the superhero ones, like the Batman animated series, but they weren't like full-term ones. I still have to watch Gravity Falls, and Dara recommended it. I watched a bit of Legend of Korra, I think. Ooh. Gravi Gravity Falls. Lads, it's on my to-do list, I'm sorry. But at least I've been watching Steven Universe, okay? Give me a break. Give me a break. So, I think it's time for... This is not a moment, it's a movement. Uh, so this week I heard that Brianna Taylor, The Killing of Brianna Taylor, is on Hulu. I don't know what other streaming site it's on, so I'll see that now. Because I think it's really important to watch it. Uh... The New York Times presents... Uh, the killing of Brianna Taylor. Um, lots of people have been reviewing it, and one said, The killing of Brianna Taylor struggles to restore a symbol's humanity. TV review. So it was just aired by the New York Times Presents um, September 4th, 2020. Um, with the current situation of the Black Lives Matter movement, and people's stance on having to abolish the police to see real change. I think that even if you just watch a few episodes of this documentary style representation of what happened to someone that shouldn't have happened, I think it just keeps you more informed than just reading from a news article. Of course you can do both or neither, but I guess if you're in the mood to learn about stuff that doesn't happen to you personally or hasn't happened to anyone near you as of late, I think it's going to be very informational and I definitely want to tune into it soon. That's the only one I'm going to talk about this week because I just want there to be a sole focus on that case. And then next week, I'll probably bring in more um, charities and organizations that I feel passionate about. So this week for Mixtape of the Week, we have a really nice mix. So I really like Chanel by uh, Frank Ocean. Like, my guy's pretty, like, girl. I can't believe he got a bunch of guys to say that. Like, that's, that's amazing. I really love it. It's the bi-anthem of the year for me. <clears throat> Then I really still love If the world's ending you'd come over I you'd come over and you'd stay the night <sighs> by Julia Michaels and JP Sachs. Just still a beautiful song. I really love it and it's kind of iconic how it came out before a global pandemic. So I really love it. I really love WAP. <laughs> And the controversy that surrounds it is kind of ridiculous and it just further proves that there's still a lot of issues with empowering um, songs and there's always going to be constant comparison between this song and other songs that are deemed quote-unquote um, controversial. So that's all I have to say on that. I've been loving Queen for obvious reasons. 
trying to get a bit into David Bowie, was half tempted to paint my face like his. But I thought, nah, I just woke up. I don't have the energy. <laughs> and I like Lily Pichu's songs or music. Uh, she's a member of the Twitch streamers offline TV. I love her content. I love uh, her Minecraft plays. I love her drawings and I follow her on Instagram. So that's what I've been loving for mixtape of the week now. <clears throat> the waiter just came by. I'm sorry. Um, mm, mm. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> so today I'm actually having an omelette with spinach. <laughs> Shout out to Popeye and to my mother uh, for keeping me healthy and sane. Uh, I love that. I tried to make custard this week. Couldn't. So I wish I had that. Love uh, porridge, still porridge oats with a bit of chocolate spread. Love that. And ooh, what is it? Nuts as in like Brazil nuts, walnuts, uh, cashews, pistachios. You know, we love a good source of uh, natural fats. So I think I talked enough today. I ha I am a bit tired still. Uh, I've been coughing a bit because I've been laughing a lot and having a lot of fun. So I think I might just leave it at that. Um, if you have any suggestions on any topics that you want to hear about, either let me know in my story or let me know in my comments. As always, share this with someone that you think will enjoy it. Share it with someone you think will hate it. <laughs> no, don't, don't. Listen to on Spotify if you're working out or busy and don't want to catch up or be online on Instagram. Uh, check out my artwork. Let me know if you want me to be sponsored by anyone or by your company or, you know, if you sell on Depop or Etsy, I can also advertise. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. My name is Sandra. Welcome to my mixtape. I'm tired. And this is my podcast, Capitalism. Thanks. I hate it. Mr. Sandman. Oh, no, no. Mr. Plagueman. Give me a man, teach him everything about being a venture capitalist as you can. Mr. Plague Man, do your part, Mr. Plague Man meant his heart. Bye-bye. <laughs>